0: geshe said, why do we visualise? Why do we visualise the field for accumulating merit? So the first thing is to know that it's called the field for accumulating merit because this group of Buddhas that we're about to visualise, when, <clears throat> when we imagine them, then our mind fills up with merit. Good fortune fills up with good karma, you know. And we need this good fortune, we need this good karma in order to fulfil our wishes. Even if you're not a Dharma practitioner, you just want to become wealthy, you need merit to become wealthy. Everybody needs uh, merit, you know. If you run out of merit, sadly you die. You know, no merit, no life, goodbye. So, um, well maybe, but anyway, we need lots of merit for spiritual training in order to gain realizations, not easy to attain as Geshnar said. Then we need lots and lots of merit and this is the purpose of visualizing this field, it'll help us to collect merit why do we visualise that's one purpose and geshe says this to make a connection <laughs> so you know what happens when your connection goes down don't you? Mm. there's no connection mm. which is why we feel like that most of the time because we don't have a connection with the Buddhas we think we do because we're sitting here listening to yeah. me. But you know, most of the, most, some of the time—sorry, some of the time—we're not connecting with enlightened beings. If we're connecting with them, what's happening to us? We're receiving blessings. <laughs> if we're receiving blessings, how can we possibly be unhappy? How is it possible to receive blessings and be miserable? I think impossible. When we're receiving blessings, we feel great. Sorry, I'm going to read Geshe. He says. <laughs> He says to make make a connection from our side. From our side. For example, even if the sun is shining, but the windows in our house are facing the wrong way, then no sunlight will enter. It's not the fault of the sun. (laughs) Hello? In the same way, In the same way, it's an analogy, okay, the sun and shutters, windows. In the same way, although the Buddhas are constantly ready to bestow their blessings, if we're facing in the opposite direction, (laughs) how can we receive their blessings? So it doesn't mean physically standing in the opposite direction, it might be. It's mentally, isn't it? We're facing in the opposite direction. We're not focused on the Buddhas, we're not looking at the Buddhas, we're not thinking about the Buddhas, we're not concentrating on the Buddhas. We're not even remembering who the Buddhas are when, we, when our, our windows are facing the wrong way. So we need to make a relationship with the Buddhas, a connection with them. How? We're all doing it by developing faith and devotion. The connection is faith. We need to understand that our own spiritual guide, whoever is your spiritual guide, is appearing as medicine guru one person with two aspects this is the understanding we need to develop if we're going to get these blessings so whenever we think of medicine guru we think it is our spiritual guide and whenever we think of our spiritual guide we think of medicine Buddha medicine guru okay? so we have to so this is a, a, a profound realisation by the way We can get the idea from what I'm saying. We understand what I mean. Seeing our spiritual teacher, seeing Medicine Guru. Seeing Medicine Guru, seeing our spiritual teacher, same person. We understand that, but doing it is is different. We have to train in it. This is what this training is all about. So how? How do we do the visualization? So we visualize the field of merit in order to engage in this practice of Guru Yoga And the principal being in the field of merit, as you know, is Medicine Guru. So we visualize him sitting directly above our crown. I don't know how big, but maybe, you know, six or seven inches, something like that. Sitting above your crown. In the sadhana, it says, above the crown of my head sits the Tathagata, Buddha Medicine Guru. So what does Tathagata mean? So what's a tatagata says here? It literally means one who has gone to thatness. One who has gone to thatness. Which means Medicine Guru has attained the truth body. His mind has gone into emptiness. It's become emptiness. Okay? It's mixed inseparably with ultimate truth, emptiness. So Tathagata, this word tatagata has great meaning. It's not just a word, hey pal, Buddha. My mate, my Buddha, my, my Buddha mate. You know, it doesn't mean like that. It's a very exalted meaning. This word. It means your mind has gone into emptiness. Your mind has become one with ultimate truth. <laughs> so the truth body is a deathless body. Hurray, it doesn't die. It's free from sickness, aging, and every kind of fault. It is the Buddha's actual body. I think I said the other day, it's the mind. Well, the mind and the body for Buddhas are the same thing they are so different, we've got a body, we've got a mind, they're different but for Buddhas, their body and their mind are the same thing, truth body, truth body (coughs) Ordinary beings with pure minds oh no, sorry however, because only only, only Buddhas can see this truth body only Buddhas can see the truth body so then the truth body has to appear in different aspects of emanation bodies, such as medicine guru for the benefit of people like ourselves Ordinary beings with pure minds can see these emanation bodies directly. How wonderful. But if we ourselves cannot see them, Geshla says we need to imagine them, believe them, believe that they're actually there, and in this way make a connection from our own side. <laughs> so it's on us, isn't it? This job is of making the connections on our side. Buddhas are already doing their best to connect. But we have powerful karma. If we don't want to connect, we're not going to connect. Keep out, isn't it? We've got a very strong force shield around us if we, if we want. So, um, so how do we visualize? Medicine Guru's body is dark blue in color. This symbolizes his actual body, the truth body. So this dark blue color that he has is symbolizing the truth body, which is unchangeable always abiding in peace without any ageing, sickness or death. This is Buddha's truth body. He wears the three robes of an ordained person which symbolise the emanation body. It's like the invisible man, you know. You can see the invisible man, he has to put clothes on, doesn't he? You can see him. (laughs) He wears the three robes of an ordained person symbolising the emanation body. So this indicates medicine guru helps living beings through his emanation body, not through his truth body. And here, the aspect is of a monk. It looks like a monk, but it's the emanation body. It's not a monk. It looks like a monk, just a representation. So emanation bodies can be anything, male, female, non-human, and so forth. Anything that helps is an emanation body. So, at this point, I reach out for this wonderful text called Essence of Vajrayana which is a commentary to the practice of the Highest Yoga Tantra practice of Buddha Haruka, and in here Venmo Geshe has some wonderful things to say about Guru Yoga which I'd like to share with you briefly yes he says at the moment because our mind is impure obstructed by ignorance and negative karma we cannot directly perceive pure beings such as Buddhas (coughs) we see only impure beings who like ourselves experience problems such as sickness, aging and death do you agree? yes, we all agree with that however by practicing Guru Yoga we can communicate The word word here is communicate, not connect. I said connection. Now it's saying communicate. By practicing guru yoga, we can communicate with all the enlightened beings. How? Through our spiritual guide. Through him or her, they accept our offerings, our respect, and our devotion. They grant us their powerful blessings, protection, and care. How wonderful! In the Lam Rim it says whenever a disciple relies upon his spiritual guide without invitation all the enlightened beings enter and abide within the spiritual guide's body accepting offerings and bestowing blessings. Hmm. So Guru Yoga Yoga of the Guru is relying upon the spiritual guide. That's what we're doing. In these impure times, it is only through receiving the blessings of enlightened beings that we can maintain the mental peace that is the root of our daily happiness. I remember reading this for the first time. It's quite stunning, unambiguous. In these impure times, it is only through receiving the blessings of enlightened beings that we can maintain the mental peace that is the root of our daily happiness. We know, don't we, how hard we try in meditation. I can't get seem to get anywhere with my meditation. Because no connection, no communication, no blessings. Isn't it? We check. For this reason alone, we can see clearly that the practice of relying upon our spiritual guide is supremely important. <laughs> i keep reading a bit. <laughs> For such practitioners... Guru Yoga is the actual quick path to enlightenment, because whenever they engage in any actions to delight their spiritual guide, the merit they create is multiplied by the number of enlightened beings. Since there are since there are infinite enlightened beings, the virtue of any action done to please their spiritual guide is also infinite. So, like it's. It's a no-brainer. You don't have to think about this, just do it, you know. Do Guru Yoga if you want merit. For this reason, one moment of Guru Yoga can accumulate as much merit as is accumulated over many eons through other practices. So you can do millions of prostrations and millions of offerings. And so it's not the same as practicing Guru Yoga.